I think all of us need to be spiritual gangsters, especially in the world that we're living in today, because gangster just mean, like the scripture says, be not conformed to this world, to live true to ourselves from the inside out and not try to be like everybody else because we're all unique and just that permission to all be who we are. Keep it gangster. <laughs> Hi, friends, and welcome to season two of the Cosmic Chats with Debbie Sugarbaker podcast. I am Debbie, your host, and the creator of what I believe is a sacred space in which I have conversations with individuals from all sectors who are dedicated to elevating consciousness around different aspects of life. With a background in ghostwriting and editing books, content development, and medical journalism, as well as many other side jobs, and several years experience working for the international nonprofit called the Kabbalah Center, I bring you enlightening conversations with people whose work, knowledge, energy, and insight have helped me open my mind and perspective, alchemize perceived negative situations, live in a healthier body, and experience the world in a deeper, more wondrous way on a daily basis. I also desire to share energy and wisdom that I received from my spiritual teacher, Karen Berg, who was the founder and spiritual director of the Kabbalah Center until her passing in 2020. My aim is that you, the listener, are able to receive what you need to create new possibilities and find greater levels of expansion in your health, relationships, and business. It is my honor to connect with you and be a part of your process. I believe that we are here to support each other on our earthly journey, and I also believe that life's challenges are most effectively tackled from the inside out. Each episode of my show presents another way to do that. Thank you so much for listening, for supporting, and for being with me. I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to today's Cosmic Chat. I'm so thrilled and excited to be here with you today because I have a very special guest. And he is super inspirational and very deep and motivating. And I feel like he's going to bring us a lot of energy and a boost as we go into this new year with our resolution, with the things that we want to shift and to, to change and to see a lot of transformation. Henry Kellum is a motivational speaker. He runs spiritual workshops, and he's also an artist and entrepreneur. He has an album called Gangsta Mentality. It is on Spotify and all the major platforms. And we will chat about one of the songs today. Henry, how are you? Good. How are you? So nice to see you here today. Nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Is there anything you want to add, Henry, to your introduction? I think you did a great job. I appreciate that. Other than that, he's a spiritual gangster. Spiritual Gangster, that company is so cool. I was in actually a yoga class last night in Boston, and I was like looking in the rack just to see what they had on the sale and some Spiritual Gangster apparel. I was like, Henry, I'm seeing him tomorrow. I love everything I stand for. And I think all of us need to be spiritual gangsters, especially in the world that we're living in today. Because gangster just means... Like, like, like the scripture says, be not conformed to this world, to live true to ourselves from our, from the inside out and not try to be like everybody else because we're all unique and just that permission to all be who we are. I love it. I love it. Keep it gangster. 
thank you for opening that door for us okay. for this conversation because I feel like it's going to bring in a lot of energy for people who are listening now or who will listen in the future. Okay. So today I wanted to talk about people come into the new year. We say we want to do resolutions. We want to make changes. I actually find it's easier in this time because there's so much hype around it or like there's just something in the air that I find it's easier to wake up earlier and to do things differently. I wonder what is your perspective on resolutions? Because people, especially about eating or health, is want to do things differently. But then, you know, I just showed the cookies. So you eat the cookie and then they feel like a little guilt or shame or it brings up things. And then you kind of get in these cycles. So what's your take on on resolutions? Oh, my take on resolutions is I say the new year is a good time to say, OK, I'm going to implement some changes into my life. And to to really implement those changes, I'm really fond of the brain. And actually to create new habits is actually rewiring the brain. So a lot of times it's difficult to break old habits or steal new habits. So I think having a having a small awareness of what's happening in our brain and us being more conscious when we're trying to implement these habits will help us to be able to implement them and actually make them last until they become a part of us, until they become our second nature. So I say this is a good time because like you say, it's in the air and everybody like, let's do something good and let's make some changes. So if you want to use this as a starting point, then I see no reason why not. But we know most people don't stick to their resolutions. And I think the science says that about 17 days that the, the New Year's resolutions are, are over with. That's about the longest most people make it. Again, because it's what are deep in the brain. I also feel like on the energetic level, and it also has to come into the energy centers to become aware of, I'm taking it a little bit deeper, but personally what I've been dealing with and what I've been fearing is I became acutely aware because I've been spending a lot of more time in nature. I've been getting up really early and more in touch with my energetic field. And I felt like, wow, there are certain things in my life that have like a cord to like this area, which is the solar plexus, which is our connection to our life force energy. And I realized that I've been having like different cords to behaviors and to people, to relationships that are kind of like sucking the life force out of me. And it's just been really interesting to explore that and cut those cords and start something new because that's another way that I think it gets on the brain level, but sometimes energetically, we're really connected to things because they're used to going there. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I agree 1000% with you. It's all about freeing and cleaning out that energy so things can flow and letting certain things go so other things can come in. And a lot of times we get stuck and we cause, cause blockage. Exactly. Because if you're so used to going back to that one thing, you don't even know that there's a possibility for change. But now I feel because there's like you said, there's a lot of doors open. It's the new year. It's time to become aware of those things, just to have an awareness of them. It can be a start. Yes. I've found that waking up earlier and getting outside is one way to say, like, listen, I'm starting the day. I'm tackling the day. I'm not letting you tackle me. Do you have any suggestions for habits that people can take on in the morning? Do you have a morning routine? Yes, I do. I mean, like you just said, own in the morning, that means I own my day. So I'm very you know about my morning time. I wake up about 4 a.m. every morning. I wake up at 4 a.m. and I do have a routine. The first thing I want to do is get my blood flowing. So I do some push-ups real quick and I'm trying to build some strength anyway. So I do about 25 push-ups just to get my blood flowing. And now I immediately go to a cold shower. Super cold. Soon as I wake up, it gets the blood flowing. 
And, and, and like I said, it wakes me up. And I feel like any resistance that I have in the brain, it actually starts to get rid of that resistance. I'm big on make your bed. You, have you seen on YouTube where the Navy Admiral talks about the points of making up your bed and at least getting a small win? Make up the bed. And then immediately I'm going to listen to something positive, some Abraham Hicks, just somebody that's motivating to get my mind in the right place. I'm going to have my tea while I do my gratitude and visualize. And then I'm going to work out. So really, I try to do from four o'clock to 8 a.m. without talking to people. It don't always go that way. But I need that first time to myself because after that, I'm in control. I can own my day. But if not, I'm reacting to everything and everybody else. And the days when I don't follow that morning routine, I can actually see it in my energy level. And if, when they say you get up on the wrong side of the bed and everything starts to go wrong. So for me, owning the morning is everything. Powerful. So how do you keep that creativity going? Because sometimes, yeah, you could do your morning routine. It gives you energy for the day. You get through. But how do you stay on your projects? over a long term, because especially for entrepreneurs, when you really need to build a business or build a brand or any of these things, it takes a lot of small efforts over time. And it's easy if you don't see income right away, or if you don't see some return on your investment right away, it can be difficult to stay motivated. And then you think like, oh, I should get just get a couple more, take on a couple more jobs for other people. And then you start scattering your energy more. How do you keep yourself on task and motivated towards your goals. Hi guys, I'm quickly interrupting this episode to let you know that you can now support the Cosmic Chats on Patreon. Check out my page, Debbie Sugarbaker Cosmic Chats, and feel free to become a monthly donor. We so appreciate it and it helps us to keep this show going, to get this information, this wisdom, this energy out there on the waves and touching hearts and souls like yours. Thank you so much in advance and enjoy the rest of the episode. Well, well, first of all, I got to understand the end goal and what it is I'm trying to get to. And then I want to break down certain steps to help me get there. But as far as being motivated during the day and getting some energy, sometimes I have to stop and just go outside, get some sunlight. I go walking a lot and try to be quiet and let things channel to me. So I'm working on a second album right now. And honestly, it all comes to me when I'm quiet, when I'm like just walking down the street, just relaxing, focusing on gratitude, and then everything starts to come to me. So for that creativity or traveling, I have to change scenery sometime if I feel like I get stuck sometime traveling and then coming back and then I can find myself being more creative. But we got to understand we're not going to be creative 24-7. That's one thing we know when we have those blocks. And then like you say, it's best to get back to nature you know, go for a hike for me personally, do some exercise, get the body moving so I can start to generate some ideas. I think it's also important, like what I was saying earlier, I mean, had to go back to the solar plexus chakra, but it's interesting because it's like our sun, it's our center of personal will, our desire, our motivation, where those actions come from, our ability to believe in ourselves. And sometimes I find that it's easy to get caught up in misery obligations. Oh, I'm supposed to do that. And I'm supposed to do that. And a lot of those things cut off our creativity. And it takes a lot of discernment and a healthy amount of like that personal will in order to receive those creative downloads even. Because if you're so busy feeling like you got to do this or that or you're in guilt, because why didn't I do that? And I got to take care of that. It's hard to receive that creativity. Yes. Yes. And that's the human battle. That's what we're all dealing with daily. Yeah, Because we're dealing, trying to block out the distractions and stay focused and keep our mind 
on, on the task at hand. So that's one thing that we're all dealing with. And that's, again, why we have to be gangster. It's a mentality to, to focus on what you want and stay on task. And it's not easy. How you do things and those other things are important. Like I said, I was just showing these cookies that my nephew made. And I was seeing how, you know, his grandmother was helping him make it. And all those little moments are so important also. Yes. I think that's important to remember as entrepreneurs or people who are building something that it's connected to your livelihood and you want to stay on it, stay on it, stay on it. But living in a creative life, living that entrepreneurial life and living in connection with my soul also makes times for those important moments with a nephew, with the family, with connecting with people. So yes, it's the balance. I, it's a balance because like you said, when we're trying to build a business, we steady going and we're just trying to do that. But sometimes what I've learned when we take a step back, focus on family and friends, you would get that creative idea. You would hear something that you need that actually help you in your business. So I, like you say, life is all about balance. And for me personally, I'm just learning that because it was just go, 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 go. I got to do this. I got to do that. And then you start to miss out on the smaller things in life, the things that actually matter because we're always trying to get something or get somewhere. Right. Not understanding that the present time is the only time that we have because when we get the next week, it's going to be right now. Right. And that's why they say, like, you focus on your connection to your soul because one moment of connection, and maybe it does mean that I go outside of my norm because, you know, a friend needs help and, you know, I want to be there for them. In that moment, maybe I meet the right, actually, it happened to me. You know, I went to get a tea or something. I was thinking, why, why am I even going here? Right. But something told me, like a ping, like go, you know, but the kind of workaholic part of me said, like, what are you doing? You should stay home, grind. You, you know, you got to get it done. And I went out and I met someone who I actually had really wanted to meet for a long time. And boom, just by chance, we're in the same line. I said, oh, so you got to also be, it's like this delicate balance of being, you know, hustling, but also connecting to that intuitive, to that being connected enough to ourselves and our soul that we can hear those pings. So a lot of people, like I said, they're focusing on health, on diet. They want to be healthier. And I know that you are an expert in this realm, that you even know about the types of foods to eat and the importance of water and hydration. Maybe you can just speak a little bit on that and give some, some guidance to people who are really trying to make changes. Like I said, it's really difficult if you're used to going for the sugar and the carbs. It can be difficult to, to release that and to welcome something else. What would you say to, to encourage people? Guilty of that also. I have a sweet tooth. That's my biggest problem. I have a sweet tooth. So trying to kick that sugar and we know that sugar is more addictive than cocaine. So it's a big, it's, it's a really hard thing, but just setting yourself up for success. So for me personally, I try not to bring it in the house because I know I will eat it. So when we want to have a snack, then that's one way we can go out and it won't be one of those things where you indulge and, you know, let's say you're watching TV and you're mindlessly eating something and you look up and you don't eat the whole pack or something like that, or you wake up and during the middle of the night and you want to go to the cupboard and you got all of these snacks and you start eating something. So first of all, know yourself and know your weaknesses and set yourself up for success. I'm not a big person on different diets. I'm just a big person on trying to eat foods that are closer to nature. I love carbs because I work out a lot, you know, so I, I need the carbs, but making sure I don't eat carbs too late at night. Maybe for dinner, it's just going to be protein, and more vegetables, light carbs. I had the carbs during midday so you can have time to work off those carbs and not going to sleep on a, on a, on a stomach full of carbs. That's and like water, kind of like educating yourselves about when to eat, how to eat, right. et cetera. Because I'm sure that you yeah. also, you don't, probably you don't eat on the run. You probably sit down when you eat and you actually allow the body to process it, right? 
Yes, I do now. You know, in my younger days, you know, we eat on the run, but now we understand the importance of, like you say, sitting down, taking the time to actually, you know, eat the food and enjoy it. And I don't think it's like one thing fits all. It's eight billion of us on the planet. So we got to find out like what actually worked for us. But we do know the more packaged food that we're eating and the further from nature it is, the less nutrients it has. So we want to go for nutrients. I'm more on nutrients. And, you know, some people count calories, but you can eat a lot of empty calories that don't have nutrients to it. And water, like you said. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. That's what I was saying. I was going to go into the water, so. Well, we, well, our brain is three-fourths water. Right. Our body is also, but so we need water to survive. You know, water is one of the biggest things that we don't, and a lot of times we don't get enough water, so I have to make myself drink water. Now, one of my morning routines is putting a glass of water by the bed, so when I wake up, I drink the water right then and there. Because it feeds the brain. And do you do anything with, what about consciousness of water? I know you're big on the I am affirmations and water, you know, they say with the, with all of those studies that they did, that it actually takes in the vibration of the words and the consciousness and the attention behind it. So do you utilize it all? You know, some, it's like anything. I do it for a while, then I stop. It's like, yo, people are going to think I'm crazy. But, you know, you talk to the water and they, they actually say it by talking to the water, you can change the, the structure of the water and it's, and it's better for you. So just to say I'm thankful for it and things like that. And I don't do it as often as I should, but I need to get back to it. Yeah, definitely. Wow, I love that you brought up gratitude because it's another point that's you kind of forget in the middle of the day just to be grateful for. I think you and I have both gone through losses of our brothers and situations that makes you kind of aware. Sometimes you just pull back. At least now, this is something that I that I'm more aware of. I would say after I went through some big losses in my life, speaking about gratitude is just like, oh wait, things can be really confusing. It can be really hard. But okay, I'm walking, I'm talking, I'm able to converse, I'm able to drink the water, I'm able to be here now and just pulling myself back into that space can be really helpful in those moments when, you know, life feels difficult. And again, the brain is inclined to worry. So we're going to get negative thoughts that are going to come to us because the brain has to find the problem to solve because its job is to keep us alive. The brain can't focus on negativity and positivity at the same time. So it's on us to be conscious of our thoughts and make sure we're focusing on positivity. And that's why finding more things to be grateful for. And we will actually rewire our brain to see more grateful things in the world. It's just like getting a new car and you start to see more of those new cars because you told your brain this is important to you. So via the reticular activating system, it's going to point those things out. So when you start to find things to be grateful for, then your brain will start to show you more things to be grateful for. And one positive thought starts to lead to another positive thought, to another positive thought. And having that conscious and awareness of, okay, my brain is inclined to worry. So it's going to always be spotting problems. That's why people say, well, why is the world so negative? Why is the news so negative? Because we respond to negativity like this. Because the brain job is to keep us alive. Positivity, not so much. That's why we got to say the I am's over and over and over and, and rewire the brain. So once we have that, then what can we do? Just like you said. You, you could take a deep breath right in your solar plexus, the diaphragmatic breathing, which would disconnect you from the lower brain, begin to calm the brainwave frequency. So now you won't have as many negative thoughts coming at you. I was actually thinking about this today. How do you manifest? You know, the things that you really, really want to manifest. So when you really want to, they say, write down, let's say somebody has been wanting a great relationship for a long time or to manifest a partner in something or 
to bring into their reality one of these blessings that they've been doing all of the work behind the scenes, reprogramming themselves in the subconscious level, practicing the affirmations. What is your approach to to manifestation? Do you even like that term? Some people don't even like that term. I'm just curious. I don't have a problem with the word manifestation, but we're always manifesting. We're always attracting to us on the level of the vibration that we're on. So, of course, we want to try to raise our vibration. Even the words that we speak have a vibrational frequency. The more positive the words, the higher they vibrate. I'm from the school of getting into a higher vibration, keeping your energy right, and everything you want will actually come to you, and you don't have to go out there looking for it. It's on us to do the inner work. And like they say, as within, so without. I'm big on manifesting. I think a lot of people think, okay, let me sit down and let me focus on this I want and look at a vision board, but they don't understand. All day, all the images that you're taking in, everything that you're listening to is actually you're telling your brain that's important to you. So then you start to see those things in your life. So we got to be diligent about what we're listening to and what we're looking at, because the images we made in his image and likeness and, and the things that we hear actually seep deep into the subconscious minds and they begin to be birthed after their kind. So I'm really big on manifest manifestation, but we got to understand it's a process that's happening 24-7. Like you said, you think about a certain car or write it down and see if it comes into your reality. Do you have any suggestions for somebody who might be trying to start to feel how they're elevating the vibration, but they want to actually see and feel how it connects to things, the inside and the outside? <laughs> just wanted to briefly interrupt this episode to remind you that you can find all of my cosmic chats with video on my IGTV handle at Debbie Sugarbee. That's at D-E-B-B-I-E-S-U-G-A-R-B. There, you can also find a link in my bio to support my work or to sign up for a one-on-one theta healing session with me. Is there a way you feel that you can start to work with the universe or work with your soul to to feel yourself moving closer towards your desires? Let's say you write down like a few small things that you would like to happen to see and you test it out and see. Are you a proponent of that? Would you suggest it? I'm saying we in the universe and I say the universe is my friend and the universe conspires to help me. So first and foremost, you got to feel like the universe is there with you. And anything that happens to me, whether I find a dollar on the ground, whether somebody gives me something, I'd be like, you know, thank you from the universe. And that came. And this small thing is just proof that the big things are coming. So no matter what happens, I always find a way to relate it back to the universe because we are intricately tied to the universe and the environment around us, especially on the energetic, on a quantum level. So yes, I do play those type of games and I write down different things. And, you know, if I write down something I want and then I get a call from a certain person or I see something, I'd be like, OK, yeah, it's all it's, it's all starting to work and conspire together. Right. Yes. Beautiful. And it's interesting because I had somebody else on this on this show once. Her name is Batia, Batia Solomon. And it's interesting because we've been talking about like this point of power and how you connect with the universe and how you connect with other people. And she was just reminding us, like. Everything comes from the universe. Like we think, even if we're at a job, we get a paycheck from the job. We need to remember that the job is not the source. The job is the channel through which that blessing is coming to us. But the source is the universe, right? And if we can keep that in mind in our relationships and in all different aspects of our life, 
it really elevates things because a lot of the constrictions come when we think like, oh, the love I want is coming from that person and to relate to the universe in a bigger way, like you were saying, is really powerful. To go to the source of everything and not to people or external things. In your latest album, which I think that you said you have another album coming out. Yes, I'm working on it right now. It's a more of a spoken word type of album. And again, I'm just channeling this from the universe and I'm saying, okay, let me let me just do this and see how it works. So, yeah, I'm working on it. I've got about four songs done so far. Yeah. And the other album, Gangster Mentality, it came out last year, right? Yeah, I released it on April 19th, uh, 2022. My brother that got killed, his birthday is April 19th. So the album was me trying to check him up. And this is him right here. He got killed when he was 13. I was 14 years old. So the album is dedicated to him. May his soul be elevated with every single person who listens to it and is inspired by it and the vibrations elevated from hearing that album. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. And so one of the, one of the songs on there, actually one of my favorites, is Believe in You. What inspired you to write that song? And what is it about believing in yourself? Like some people we don't even know that because of the way that we grew up. You know, we're slowly learning what it means. Maybe it's easier to believe in else can do something or it's easier to believe that the universe does something or doesn't do things for me. And then, but to really get into that seat of power and also to believe in the divine that's inside of you, I think is a really powerful step forward. It's interesting. It's like this whole, this whole chat's been kind of around that. But what inspired you to write that song? And can you just speak on that believing in yourself and why it's so important? I'm going to be honest with you. Even when I was doing this song, I'm on a I'm on a journey myself, which we all are on a journey of life. And we might be at different points of that journey. So I reached a point when I got to Beverly Hills that I started to look at everything out there. And it looked so big and I looked so small. And I'm like, how can I do this? And what I did was. I would look for other people to believe in me and give me that energy. And I looked around and I saw it wasn't coming. And I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, then I got to believe in myself enough first before anybody out there will believe in me. That song, Believe in You, is like before we do anything, before you write the book, before you do the album, before you start the podcast, you got to believe in yourself before anybody else does. And they like they say, it's done unto you as you believe. And that had biblical connotations. For this by that song, I'm like, okay, if I'm going to do this, the first thing I got to have is belief in myself. Actually, the first seven songs on the album take you through a roadmap. Because after that belief in yourself, now you got to face the fear. Okay, I believe I can do this, but I'm still afraid to get up on stage and talk in front of these people. And if I don't face that fear, it's not going to happen. When do I need to do it? Now. The time is now. If I keep pushing it off, it's never going to happen. So each song is meant to take you on the journey of the soul. And, and that's what the first seven songs are about. So it goes from belief to fear to... The time is now. Time is now. Comfort zone. Because once what the time is now, once you've got to get out of your comfort zone, we're going to go to never fail. Because once you get out of your comfort zone, I promise you, you're going to fail at something. That's why they say fail your way to success. But if we change the way we look at failure, I love Sarah Blakeney from Spanx. Her father used to ask her, what did you fail at today? And if she said nothing, he was upset because he knew that if she failed at something, she was at least trying. So if we change the way we look at failure and look at failure and we're trying, that's the only way you're going to get there is if you keep trying. So the name of that song is called Never Fail because we never fail as long as we're trying. We only know when we give up. After never 
prevail, what we got, the gangster mentality. Because after you take all those first six songs, it's a mindset. And that's what this whole thing is. So the mindset is to persevere no matter what. Consistency, we got to show up and we got to do what, we, what we're committed to and not what we feel like. Because we all know we're not going to feel like it every day. You're not going to feel like going to the gym. You're not going to feel like studying. But if you make a commitment, you're going to know, okay, I got to do this even when I don't feel like it. And like David says, when we do what we don't feel like, that's when the most light is revealed. So at that point, you know, we push through. Last two songs on the album, Dirt Road to Rodeo, that's my story. And it's a true story. But Dirt Road to Rodeo is like, a let's say, a rags to riches story. But it's more so about going from poverty thinking to abundance thinking. Dirt Road represents negativity, the lack, the limitations. I'm not good enough. I'm a victim. Rodeo represents abundance, unity, love. That's what it is. So we got to go from thinking about me to the whole. I'm a part of the whole. So Dirt Road to Rodeo is about a journey and not necessarily a physical journey, but the journey that we all have to go through, especially in our thinking. And wow. stop thinking like the human being and start thinking like the creator. So powerful. And the, and the last song is Beverly Hills. It's just like present day. I'm in Beverly Hills and I'm dreaming and I'm talking about talking about certain things that's happening around me in my environment. Wow. Incredible. I love the album. Everybody should check it out. It's Gangster Mentality. It's on Spotify. And the song that I mentioned is Believe in You. So check it out. And is there any other message you received for this crew here? Well, I wonder. Hey, just too, we were talking about a morning routine, and I think just as important is a night oh. routine because I know when I don't get enough sleep at night, I don't wake up with the energy I need. So I think all of us need to establish a, a night routine also. And it's almost like a plane, right? When you're on a plane, it don't just land. It has to make that descent. The same way we've been running all day, our brain is racing. We need to start coming up with a plan to start slowly but surely quieting the mind. So at bedtime, we'll be prepared to go to sleep. So I think establishing a night routine is very, very helpful for all of us. And then when we understand how important sleep is, sleep is actually the fourth biological drive that we have. You know, you could be driving down the road and you don't get enough sleep. You're going to sleep. And so many things happen at night. And I think we should, we should begin to use sleep as one of our superpowers. Wow. I had a functional medicine doctor on this show, and he was saying the exact same thing. The biggest things for immune yes. repair and everything is allowing your body getting enough sleep. Yes. And then to go into a whole nother realm, which is dreams, where the soul actually can receive messages as it elevates in the night. This is more of a Kabbalistic thing. Yes. You can messages that can help you in your life so yeah and also the brain does this cleaning when we're in deep sleep the cerebrospinal fluid that actually washes out the toxins out the brain happens when we're in deep sleep so we need to get enough sleep before that purpose also keeping the brain healthy and remember instilling new habits they're going to take energy and concentration because in order to instill a new habit you got to create a new neural network in the brain repetition Breeze habits. That's why we got to do it over and over and over again. Instilling the new neural pathways makes it easier because then you don't feel like you're going against yourself all the time, right? Then you're getting then out you're... of energies in the same direction. Yes, yes. And the brain is an energy hog and it likes to conserve energy. So the easiest thing to do is what you've been doing. It's like if you leave your house and you drive to the to the grocery store the same way, you form those deep roots. So the brain wants to do that. So when you begin to implement that new habit, 
It takes you energy because you got to have two neurons that never fire together to wire together. But the more that you do it, the more you strengthen that pathway. Very encouraging. Yeah. And again, it's part of knowing that solar plexus, that center of I'm worth it. I believe in myself and having that healthy sense of self-direction. I want to say courage in a way, because you can think like, oh, but if you're run by fear, then you might be overworking yourself and staying up too late or indulging in certain habits that aren't really feeding you. So I'm really believing in this centering, believing in yourself and getting yourself clear of those different attachments. Because I know a lot of people, the way that they wind down is they have like three beers and no judgment. Yes, yes. Three beers and a joint. I don't know if it's like the best way to allow your your brain to to reset itself. Right. 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 I agree. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, once in a while, everybody has their way, but I'm just saying, I think it's more about what we're attached to and why and how. And the more that we can be free of those attachments and connected to our power and our energetic field can can be in that place of balance, the more powerful we're going to be. Yes, I agree. Well, thank you so much, Henry. Everybody, I hope that you enjoyed this and that you received from it. And check out Henry Kellen. Again, like I said, check out his album, Spiritual Gangster. And I wish everybody a happy 2023. Have a great day. Peace out. I truly hope that this episode nourished your spirit and or opened you to a deeper level of connection or a higher perspective. Please subscribe, share it with your friends and family, and leave me a review. I appreciate your support. You can also take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram and I'll add it to my story. Until next time, be well, take care. Lots of love, magic, joy, opportunities, and blessing always. Bye-bye. Cosmic Chats with Debbie Sugarbaker is a production of Yali Christina Podcast Services.